Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. up a hook off the glass and good from 23 feet. Yuri Collins, a running hook off the glass for three. That's ridiculous. Yes. All right, that was a highlight from yesterday's game. The Blip Billikens, big win at home. Tom Ackerman joining us at the New Bowl BMW Toyota Sports Desk for our weekly chat. Good morning, Tom. What's up, buddy? How are you? Good. Well, I definitely want to talk about what happened this week in the NFL, but let's get to the latest news here first the Billikens winning uh my dad went to Niagara University so I'm very familiar with the Bonnies I believe they used to play in the same conference I don't think they do anymore uh but yeah the Billikens look pretty good although you know we've had some pretty bad news with that injury this week yeah Fred Thatch out for the season and ending his basketball career with uh, an ACL injury it's tough I mean he's one of the heartbeats of the team really with his incredible defense and his ability to handle the basketball he's been a great leader for many years for this organization this uh, sloop basketball program has really for a long time kind of run through fred thatch in many scenarios so it's a tough one to take but you know they come back and win the game yesterday 78 55 and they really needed to play connected this is a team that really hasn't played well all year i don't know that there's been a game where you could say they were great uh they were had some good wins, but you know, their tendency to let games slip away in the second half was really becoming disturbing, and this time they did not. I mean, they put it on St. Bonaventure, a team that's pretty good, actually. Uh, the, they hadn't lost a game in the A-10. They were 10-5 and coming into the game. Uh, now both teams are 10-6, and and the Billikens get Uri Collins playing great, but his defense really was got it done. Uh, St. Bonaventure's Daryl Banks the third, their leading scorer, had just one point on 0 for 5 shooting, and Collins shut him down and then dished out 14 assists. Scored 11 points on his own. He pulled down five rebounds. He went up into the stands and sold popcorn. I mean, he is... <laughs> He did everything he could possibly do <laughs> in an arena. So SLU wins it, and uh, it's important. It has to feel good, and we'll have Travis Ford on the show today at 1030 to talk about it. Good. Earlier this week, all the regional teams, Mizzou, Illinois, and SLU, lost on the road. Yesterday, they all won at home. Let's start with Mizzou. How good is this team? It's a really good team. Dennis Gates has them really performing ahead of schedule. I think you knew that he was going to build a nice program there. But what he's done, he's gone out and he's brought in 
players that he's familiar with, but he's also added some key transfers, and he's gotten them to play together. Uh, this is a team that plays fast. Uh, they try to beat you down the floor. I'm not sure he's pleased with how they played in the first half. That game was tied uh, at halftime, but in the second half, I thought they finished it well. They have shooters. They have players that are not afraid to shoot the big shot, and then they have a star in Kobe Brown, and Kobe yesterday led the way with 18 points. He had eight boards, and maybe the only reason they don't beat Arkansas, and they were thumping Arkansas early on the road last week, was that Kobe got in foul trouble, and he wasn't able to to put up the minutes that he normally does, and so the rest of the team had to pick up the slack, and they let that one get away at Arkansas. Really good team, and that would have been a monster win to go on the road in the SEC. Now, this time they protect their home floor. They beat a good Vanderbilt team, 85-82, and, uh, you know, they're 13-2. and They're 2-1 and in the SEC. You finish in the top half of the SEC, your odds of getting into the tournament are very good. I think Mizzou has a chance to finish better than just in the top half. I think they could, you know, climb into the top four or five, but it's going to have to be – they can't lose at home. Uh, that's for sure. That would have been a rough loss for them. You cannot lose at home. you got to steal a few on the road too. And then for Illinois, I mean, they, yeah. they've just been a mess. I mean, they, they really have looked just uh, – you talk about disconnected, but – disheartened and deflated and all of those other adjectives and you know now they come off a very big momentum potentially swinging win uh wisconsin hadn't lost since november 29th illinois just put it on them uh they went at 79 69 and that that is how they should be playing they they have scores coleman hawkins in particular has got to be great from the outside he can really stretch a defense he hits six threes and Terrence Shannon Jr. did his thing with 24. So they beat Wisconsin, the 14th-ranked team in the country, and a huge Big Ten win at home for Illinois. All right, briefly, let's talk uh, blues, hockey. Every time, every week, it's it's kind of the same thing. The team has, looks like they have a lot of potential. They have a big win. Then they get another loss, a bad one in Montreal. Not a very good team. No, they're not. And, and the blues just, you know, they. I know that Jordan Bennington's going to get a little bit of heat from people for giving up the number of goals that he's giving up, but they're not doing him any favors. I mean, I think he's their best player. And while he has not been great, they're not giving him great opportunities. He's getting uh, pucks fired at him. He's having odd man rushes come at him. I just don't think the Blues are a great hockey team. I think they're pretty mediocre when it comes to defending. I think they do have some players who can make a difference and score, um, but especially without Ryan O'Reilly, it's going to be a challenge to everybody else to step up. Without Vladimir Tarasenko, you lose another scorer at forward. It's going to be tough, but they've been hurt in their depth defensively since the season started. Without Scott Perunovic and without Marco Scandella, they had to make sure that they had enough uh, to get the job done there. I, I just think that it's a team that is basically what their record says it is, you know, a, a game or two over 500. I think they've got a chance to make the playoffs, but they're going to have to sustain excellence all season long or at least stay afloat and see if Doug Armstrong can swing a deal. And the problem is they have players that I just mentioned, O'Reilly and Tarasenko, who are in the last year of your contract, and you kind of yeah. want to think about getting something for them. Well, Ryan O'Reilly, you mentioned that trade a couple years ago with the Buffalo Sabres. It looked like a slam dunk for the Blues, and it has been. 
but it's also been a slam dunk for the Sabres lately. Tage Thompson is incredible. He's turned into a superstar. Yeah, and the Sabres, watch out for the Sabres. They're winning, and they're, I think they're a playoff contender. Yeah, they're a good team, once. and Tage, Tage is a great player, but uh, I'll take a Stanley Cup all day long. Yeah. That's, what, that's what O'Reilly did. You know, Fair O'Reilly enough. was so good that um, when the Blues were – really limping along that Stanley Cup season when they were when they hit rock bottom O'Reilly was playing great all year he he played great even when they were losing and just kind of built that foundation for a champion and it was you know one of the great trades that has been made in this city well this week my as always my fellow Bills fans and I gathered at a local pub to watch the game and you could have hear you could have heard a pin drop in that place after what happened Tell me about your experience. Well, I watched it at home, and you know, it just happened to be a night where we had the entire family sitting around the TV, and I, I, I was just, um, I just forgot about everything except for that man's life, and that's all I could think about, and that's all I paid attention to until I had to eventually go to sleep because I had to get up the next morning, uh, a few hours later, to to talk about it on the air, but. Um, that's all I could think about was DeMar Hamlin and was he going to make it? And that's not something that you normally think about when you're watching a football game. So it was a reminder in case we ever needed it, that these are human beings. I know we all, not all, but a lot of people play fantasy football and, and, and gamble on games and, and look at these players, um, as you know, they're football players, but sometimes you think of them in terms of numbers and and where they belong and their positions, you know, they're, they're human. And I am just so incredibly thrilled that DeMar Hamlin has turned around in oh, six days. Yeah. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And, yeah. Um, it's an amazing feeling. And I, I, I don't have an NFL team. Um, last year I rooted for the Bengals just because, and well, I think I would have rooted for anybody against the Rams. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I, my heart's with the bills right now. I mean, I'll, I'll admit I'm, um, my heart is with them. I, I think that now that they feel rejuvenated today, who knows? I mean, maybe they put uh, 60 or 70 on the Patriots. <laughs> but uh, well, I think it's exciting uh, to see what they can do. Well, we're glad to wrap our arms around you <laughs> for the stretch run Let's here. Go. Uh, I've got an essay coming up on this in a few minutes. But, yeah, there was some criticism early in the NFL. The NFL, you can definitely go back in history and say, you know, they haven't cared about players. But – I cannot say that about this situation. And from the personnel on the field, the trainers, to the doctors at the hospital, to the NFL, the players, the coaches, everybody did the right thing in this situation. It was it was astonishing. Well, if they didn't, it certainly would come out because the NFL is such a high-profile league and there's so much invested in it in terms of time, money, and interest. Um I think that you know it, it's a situation where you have to make sure that everybody is on the same page before you make a league decision. So um, I don't fault them in in that scenario. They did eventually cancel the game and they did the right thing there. And you know that actually had that was a game that had some playoff implications, et cetera. But the important thing was 
that you stopped everything for this young man to make sure that he was taken care of and that his teammates were taken care of. And how about the assistant trainer for the Bills? I mean, he saved his life. Uh, And it it is a matter of uh, every second is precious. It's those first few minutes of a heart stopping that you have to administer CPR in that AED, and he was able to do that. Incredible. I almost forgot there's a national championship game tomorrow night. Who do you got? Yeah, I you know what I'm my heart kind of pulls for TCU in this one, but uh, I I don't know why I always tend to to migrate towards the underdog, especially when you have a team that's already won one. But I just don't see them beating Georgia. I, I think this Georgia team will be prepared. They look great. Um, I know that they were taken to the end by Ohio State, but Ohio State's got just as much NFL talent as they do. I think Georgia wins this one, maybe not by a ton, but I think they find a way. It'll probably be high scoring, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, sports on a Sunday, what do you have? I've got John Mosellock at 1130. The president of baseball operations will be coming back to us for a live conversation about this team, this Cardinals team. And then Travis Ford, the head coach of the Billikens at 1030. We have some other special guests lined up between 10 and 12 today. All right, Tom. Thanks so much for your time, as always, and enjoy chatting with you. All right. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. All right. It's four minutes before 8 o'clock. Total information AM on KMOX. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.